Experiment in Consciousness podcast with Chris and Chris. Conversations on spirituality, philosophy, religion, life, consciousness, and all things within it. Thank you for listening. So Isaiah's come back, and of course we got Chris along board as always. He wants more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm I'm here. I'm here we for the long haul. <laughs> so <clears throat> there's a there's a word. That's going around the world right now. That's pretty impactful. That's on everyone's lips. And that word is war. We have a very public country invading a very smaller country. That used to be a part of this said country. So everybody's talking about it. And I figured we we can talk about it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since it's a current event, we'll start with Isaiah and see what he's got to offer it's um it's I've been literally every day I've been glued to a screen and someone's talking to me about it or I'm hearing it from a podcast. I've like listened to like a lot of uh live coverage from Ukrainians like on the ground. Um it's intense. I mean it, it feels a lot like uh when we went into Afghanistan. That same kind of energy I feel like press has really ramped up. Um, so all the coverage is just grinding that out. And that's what you're seeing. If you click on NBC, CNN, Fox news, it's this beat, you know, it just keeps going. So, I mean, the word drum. Yeah. You banging it, banging it real hard. Here's all those perspectives. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going down. And I know for my podcast, it's definitely kind of augmented the experience where it's like, like last week it felt like the news was on a spigot. Like there was just nothing but this. Everyone was kind of scared. Everyone's like, what's going to happen? What's Putin going to do? He's talking. And then, you know, he invaded. And then next thing you know, a week later, it's almost all, like all the other news is on an undercurrent. And it's just Ukraine and Russia on the top. And that's like just the vibe. That's you the mentioned way. that last time we talked. Yeah. You were like, there's only a few things to talk about. It's either Ukraine and Russia or COVID. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then next thing you know, it's just like, boom, just the flood of all this information is out. And like next thing you know, I'm looking at a TikTok and we're in Ukraine, and there's a burnout, like, APC, and I'm like, whoa, like, this is a lot. So that's that's the thing that I really wanted to talk about. It is different from, like, let's, let's have no illusions, folks. This is not new. Yeah. This is a refresh of the 1970s. Tale as old as time. <laughs> so this War is... changes. <laughs> I, had, I had to do it. I have to put fallout lines out here. <laughs> Damn it, he beat me to it. <laughs> So, so the thing is, this is nothing new. We have been at war my entire life. Yeah. From the age of about 11, we started our shenanigans in the Middle East. And that, you know, just because it wasn't as abrupt in her face, or we don't remember it anymore, because I remember sitting down to dinner and watching freaking Baghdad get bombed. Yeah, it, it was under different names, though. I think that's another thing that kind of helps move the story along is like that wasn't really a war that was like desert storm or no that was conflict. the last time we invaded a sovereign country and kicked the shit out of them exactly. in three days like that's conflict that's action that's a war. The, the war like, on terrorism never ended it's still happening oh yeah like me and my yeah. wife were talking about that she's like no there was we we haven't been at war since i'm like we have no, after 9 no, 11 a war started no we've yeah. been that at, still is going on we've it's been just a, not talked about so nobody it's, it's not in the human psyche the way it once was when it was at its peak Right, check my facts, but we've been at war every day since 91. Yeah. And if not us, another thing I think people forget about is 
someone's fighting. There's some party that's fighting another party and people are living and dying every day in this fashion. Like people sometimes think that's just so old world. Like that's just World War II stuff. Like, no, like you said, that's every day. It's been every day. Yeah, th- this is nothing new. But in, the, but in that same breath, it's new to a whole new generation of people. Yeah. Now, this generation of people have technologies that I could not have dreamed of when I was a kid in the that's 80s. That's so true. So we're actually inviting this war on multiple different platforms. Yeah. So we got the what the media is say, saying, we have what the government's saying, and we have what random fucking TikTokers are posting online. Mm-hmm. Now, early on, it was rehashed uh, film from Syria with a gray filter, pretending like this was happening. Yeah. But now you can physically go on the TikTok right now and search it up, and you'll see live footage what's going on in their streets right now that is very different and i will say i was surprised um that the filter of it has been pretty good like i wouldn't say that it's easy to go on there right now and you're seeing gore or like something very visceral like it's Mm -hmm. actually been pretty scrubbed in that regard well i'm not i'm not talking about like trauma response elements but people you know people sitting in a shelter going this is what's going on this has been my personal telling without being gory that was something that i was just surprised about because i expect it to be like what is that? What is that? There's Cinematic. Like, yeah, like, and you know how it used to be when you, like, we would have, like, Saddam Hussein getting hung, and you saw that, like, oh, my God, like, that's right. crazy. You know what I mean? Reporters getting beheaded. Yeah, know, exactly. Like Live level. leak stuff. So it's just, like, it's not that. And I feel like we've evolved a little bit in that way in our social media, which is great. Um, but it's still very intense. So It's still a lot. That's definitely better in regards to the censorship. Yeah. Because what that is is censorship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you think at some level what it does is it dehumanizes the individuals when they de- when they do censor it at that level? It I de- think it can like, be... It, it prevents some empathy that may otherwise arise when you see tragedy in its, in its real, raw form? I think it can happen both ways. I think it can cut both. Uh, I think when you do kind of miss it, it can kind of allow you to detach and be like, well, it's not so bad, or yada, 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 when is this bad? But then also to say like, I saw some footage where I'm not necessarily saying like this was live because sometimes like they show old footage, repackage it now like, oh, this is happening live. That's propaganda type. That's misinformation. Exactly. But it happens Mm -hmm. like so I was on Twitter. I see this image of like these Ukrainian men and there's like a dead Russian just like a bullet in his head. And I'm like, oh, that's that's bad. But I'm a 31 year old man. So I imagine if I was a Zoomer kid and I'm seeing this on my Twitter feed for the first time, that's that's a lot. How old are Zoomer kids? Um, I imagine they're like in their like 16, 17, 18. So that's 16. It's my nephew's generation. He just turned 19. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like young kids who are just now kind of hitting like adulthood. And they're like, I'm aware. They're they're tuning into what's Mm -hmm. happening in the world. They're looking into things, what's happening. So it's like, imagine like just seeing a dead body on your timeline on a Thursday morning. So, I, I've had this thought and this conversation with multiple people, but my generation, potentially generations that came before me, um, but definitely the Zoomer generation, yeah. have through media and especially as as large as the gaming industry we were just talking about is, yeah, um, Twitch is huge, yeah. And you can buy a game where you can 
play survivor versus serial killer and yeah, kill yeah, each other in daylight. a number yeah. of ways yeah it's a, it's a fun it's a pretty popular game yeah. on twitch to be streamed if you want to give any of your favorite streamers on that game a shout out now would be the time I, I don't have a specific one but it is a crazy game and it gets really gory yeah it gets <laughs> like really, about really it now. gory yeah. and and there are kids that have been playing games of that yeah. capacity and even in a milder way when it comes to war itself how many children have i mean outside of an isolated unplugged culture mm-hmm. have not grown up with this idea of war being normal through the gaming industry and through the media that gets promoted i'm like, actually glad you said that it's very normalized so is it i can't imagine if if you grew up in that you got there's some desensitization desensitized yeah. like i see roadkill driving home and that was a creature that's gutted on the highway, and I'm not phased by it. Yeah. Like, that disturbs me sometimes. Like, the fact that I just saw this dead deer, and I've seen so many of them that I'm not, I don't mourn the loss of that life. I don't, yeah, I'm not driving. disturbed by it. I'm just like, oh, the vultures are going to eat it. Like, so now that same idea translated into real life, real time war happening. Like, how, how does the, the psyche of gen- the, the generation below us and our generation, how is it affected by what we've consumed our whole life? I do think like, like you, said, you made a good app comparison when like with the video game stuff, I noticed that a lot of like people who are giving like live testimonies or whatever, like especially like university kids who are like stuck right now in um, Ukraine, they're like, I woke up and it was like call of duty. Like that, that was literally yeah. their description of it. And it it's was like, like a video game. Yeah. And it's like, it's like live war. <laughs> like, you know, it's, but it's weird that our brains as young adults in, they just go to that, they go to that space where they go, Oh man, I remember that. It's like that now. Like it's realer than that now, you know, it's crazy. And it's kind of cool because that was my fundamental topic when I was just thinking about doing this cast was war is entertainment in our modern age. Oh Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The negative actions of large parties, individual, <clears throat> you know, in, in time. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, they'll complain about something. Like, you know, I, I did this at work all the time. So the guys are complaining about something at work. Mm-hmm. And then I remind them that, well, yeah, what you're saying is true, but it's nothing new. Yeah. But at the same time... Did you come into work today already hyped up on what you knew? So the idea would be, so I spent, you spent your 80s playing Mario Brothers, but I spent my 90s shooting people in the head with an AK-47. Yeah. So I have experienced, by choice, that I've entertained myself with conflict, with murder, with death and destruction. Now I'm going to pretend like that that changes when it's in a reality based thing on my television. Right. Because we we're right here in middle of America. We're not experiencing this war. Yeah. The most we're experiencing is what's on a device or we're seeing National Guard moving equipment to other locations. Right. That's about the extent of it. It's a screen. Right. We're experiencing a screen mm-hmm. with moving images. That's how we're that's how we're digesting the world, and I think there's a lot of uproar, rightfully so. But I wonder, for me, what I see is a lot of anger, 
a lot of aggression from, and I'm, I'm not in full disclosure. I'm not on any social media platforms. I just see what my wife shares with me. Um, which Off there's the red, <laughs> you, you, you and your shit posting. I'm sure there's a lot of fun Ukraine, America, Russia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Posting yeah. Content. You know, what's cool. A lot of cats. People are loving Ukrainian cats. They are getting a good trend. Um, <laughs> you see the bomb shelters and these, these like this case like, yeah, we're going to make it through the night, you know, and it's like so cute. So there's a lot of aggression, but I think what I'm, I'm not getting from the sense of what I've little have been exposed to is a level of empathy. Like even I, I all the all the, I, I don't even know the terminology to say how the restrictions that are put on Russia. The sanctions? sanctions. Yeah, the sanctions. That's the yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. there somewhere in the background. The sanctions put on Russia. There's a lot of hoorah around that. There's a lot of good. That's what they deserve. That's what they get. And I hate that. I hate and that shit so much, honestly. I, 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 we actually, my, my wife has met her best friend on TikTok. Yeah. She was just feeling really lonely and posted a best friend application. And so I actually got to have a conversation with her and her new best friend. Yeah. Um, and her new best friend's husband, um, and while he was playing Call of Duty, nice. And he was he he was very violent reaction, like you know, like Trump was so good because he just all nuke He held him back. He said he said I'd hit Moscow, and that's why he never did this. Yeah, right. That oh, was okay. that perspective. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I don't know Trump. I don't know Putin. Uh, I'm actually that was a that's yeah. a Trump quote. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a very unity, peace minded individual, and. And I, it kind of arose in me that what we're not seeing is an empathy for Russian citizens that aren't going to be able to access basic essentials because of a decision their government has made. I think it's harder like, to find, but it's there. Like I've it? I've listened to a story about a Russian YouTuber, and it's he started his day. He's like, "Hey, I'm at the ATM. There's there's no money in it." Not that it matters because the ruple is like literally nothing. But, um, you know, here I am. So here's my day. And he explained what was happening, how it's affecting him. And he's like, look, I had money. I had money saved away, but it doesn't matter. And here I am sitting here giving a YouTube video that is already demonetized because of the situation at hand. So that's some perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's a lesson unfortunate that he is learning it in the container he is but yeah he's like i don't like putin i don't support him but i'm I'm here i can't do anything about it i can't leave now either like i don't have money the the things that how much value like intrinsic internal personal value do we put on wealth and finances and something like even this podcast monetizing this podcast you know like everybody in this room would like to financially benefit we had this conversation Mm -hmm. last week Mm -hmm. you know last time we talked from sharing conversations with one another and being as transparent as we can with our audience. When the reality of that is it could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like the money that all the wealth you're building, like imagine that lesson. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it took war for, you know, this YouTuber to learn that lesson, but like we can learn that lesson with him. Yeah. Wow. Like how important have I made this in my life? And all it takes is one decision from my government that it could all be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, everything, then you really kind of have to hopefully we can learn from experiences like uh, that others share you know i think the purpose of his experience is for us to learn with him you know all experience i think is meant to be shared and it's not really integratable or it doesn't serve its true purpose until we share it with the community or other people and that's the beautiful thing about the internet 
so that we can learn together. And I think there's going to be a, a lot of that in this season as there was with when the COVID was the talking point. Um, and I, as, as hard as this may hit some people's ears, I think there's beauty even in the disaster and the tragedy we're seeing happening in the world right now, no matter where it goes or how it escalates. I think we can find beauty in all things. Um, and if, and it's a matter of looking for that, you know, beauty and recognizing that we are all connected in a way that we never were before. Well, actually, I have a question for you guys. Um, what are your thoughts on comedy in moments like this? Levity. I mean, it's if essential. If, if it's, if it, <clears throat> if you're in a highly stressed situation, there's only a few things that are going to alleviate that stress. Yeah. Levity is the simplest and most direct one. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, this goes back to my original point of we are desensitized to this conflict at this point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between video. Uh, I'm not blaming video games. Look, I am a huge fan of video games. I'd much rather play a video game than watch TV. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is we invite daily <clears throat> violence, death, betrayal. We're entertained by outside forces invading other forces. We're entertained by war. Yeah, war porn is a real thing. It's never stopped being that. Right. So this is, once again, nothing new. Now, now to speak on the empathy, the lack of empathy for the people of Russia, that is so old. And it, I doubt it's even a part of the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up with it, you know, you know, with songs from Sting, the Russians love their children too. Mm-hmm. You know, the Russians are people. They are the other, the, the other us. Yeah. Except for, you know, in a different container. But the reality is, is, you know, you find anybody that's going to feel bad for, and this is the, the primary thought is, oh, well, you know, the Russians deserve this. They were doing bad things. No, the Russian leadership made a decision. Yeah. And they have obviously botched it intentionally. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that he was really ready for plan B, C, whatever. I think he would have loved to just walk on in and take it. But if it's got to get messy, I think Putin was ready for that. Right. But the the people that he told to do it weren't. That's the saddest thing. Yes. Mm. Like, there's literally reports of, like, an 18-year-old boy. And he's like, Mama, like, like, I thought we were, like, coming here to, like, do something good like i didn't know that we were actually going to war they hate us they're getting in front mm-hmm. of our tanks to like get run over like i'm scared you know mm-hmm. they're hungry they didn't even have full supply lines ready right. for this because they're like it's only going to take three days they really thought they were going to do this the full american way and it did not go sorry the they, they don't expected. have our resources no they really That's don't beautiful. and also it's a surgical thing like this would be like us like it's a civil war almost like it, it, you yeah. can't just sit there and just level it like you wanted to like you want their resources exactly they have the, i mean just just i mean i'm pretty sure i talked about this a few weeks ago look at the basic environmental resources of that country yeah they're like third fourth of grain production right yeah like well look and look where they are on the on the map mm-hmm. so they're much lower because you guys got to remember that russia is a gigantic continent yeah but it's like Canada. Most of it's inhabited. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that was like, it was someone was hammering this, this notion into me and it took me a while to get. And it's like, Russia is kind of like the size of Florida. And I'm like, what are you saying? That doesn't make sense. And then I said it and I didn't get it. And they're like, no, like, look Population. at what they have. Look at what they can produce. Florida, California can do that. 
it's like size wise that's what we're talking about they're doing that but it's still so much bigger than like a ukraine can produce Mm -hmm. and they have a nuclear weapon and they have superior firepower and forces so they're prepared for this right and and this isn't like i'm gonna keep saying it's nothing new i mean the ukraine or the czech republic used to be a state of the soviet union yeah and they, you know, Chernobyl is in fucking Ukraine. Yeah. The largest nuclear power plant in the world is in Ukraine. And they attacked that. They just said, we're taking that now. Right. Which is <laughs> wild. They literally were shooting at a nuclear I'm like, you guys really want this? Like, you want Chernobyl point two? Yeah. It's wild. They said it's worth it. And that's why I do believe the whole, like, if Putin wants, if, if, if it has to be a smoldering neighbor... He's willing to have that if that's what it has to come down to. Right. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, is he wants all of it. He yeah. wants Ukraine. He wants Estonia. He wants all the old Soviet countries. Uh, what did my dad always called it? He wanted this Soviet safety belt. Yeah. He, that's what yeah. he called those small. Because it's his backyard. Countries. Yeah. Right. Because it is the thing. Because Moscow is really far on the west end of Russia. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, won't take that much to push into it. No. Now, what sticks out in my in my head as I've gotten older is when I was younger, I you know I just filed with what the hell my dad told me away for later. Yeah. And he told me in the future, the dragon, which is China, the bear, which is Russia. Duh. These these groups are going to be. Always polarized with the eagle that is America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as we change, they're going to get bigger again because that's just a natural flow of things, yeah. you know. And somebody's going to, you know, get a bug up their butt and do something stupid. Because how hard right now is China just drooling over Taiwan right now? They would like it, I think. Because, like, why not? But I also think China is a little bit more, like america in the way like hey we don't want to make an ass of ourselves here like we know we have politics to play and casting the die and making us literally isolated is not what we want especially when you're china and you know people owe you money <laughs> so if you yeah. get, if you get cut off of swift that's really not gonna work right like, well go going back to that whole idea well the russians can't feed themselves yeah right and it's not their damn fault no, it's the oligarchs. It's Putin. It's right. the top brass that are like, yeah, we're getting hit, but now you got to get squeezed. Sorry. like, Right. I mean, but there is this fantasy that, you know, and it's something that I keep in my head all the time. A leader, your boss at work cannot technically make you do anything. No. You have to agree to it. Yeah. You got to be in cahoots with it. You have to shake hands with your employer to make money, and then he gets to shake hands with you to get what he wants done. So there's no difference. If you're a soldier, it's a job. It's no different from any other job. Yeah. Except for you have to facilitate the immoral actions that this leader wants you to do. Mm -hmm. The reality is, what if you don't want to do that? Like These kids are coming up on TikTok going, I don't want to be a part of this. I thought I was saving people because the propaganda from the Russian system was... Mm -hmm. Oh, we're saving them from themselves. Yeah. Which we're, is the most stupid de- fucking thing. We're denazifying them, which right. was so funny when you have a Wagner group, which is literally like South African Nazis that you have on retainer and you sent them over. Like, 
Nazis on Nazis. Like, it's weird. Like, it right. doesn't do anything. But that's propaganda, and I think he just wanted to try it. Like, right. why not? So if we're looking at the propaganda of this invasion, this war, what are they distracting me from? Because yeah. the virus walked out the door, and the invasion came in, and it was seamless. The face masks have started coming off. Right. Yeah, right. 90%, I think we said. You know, over... I'll say it, if I haven't said it before, the scam of the common cult. Now, now that we're all worried about war, now we're worried about money because those two are definitely tied together. Because, you know, people are, you know, I've heard, I've heard it sung, you know, war, what is it good for? Ha, you know, the song. War is good for money. Yeah. It creates inflation. It makes rich people really yeah, Northern rich. Northern Grumman is eating right now. <laughs> like, Raytheon is eating right now. Like, we're worried about, you know, the, the Russian people's getting enough food. That's not new, folks. There are people all over the world that don't get enough food every day, and they're not even at war. Right. Or they're, even well, in they America. are at war, and they're yeah. not being talked about. Yeah. Which, right. I mean, this is, you know, this is nothing new. And they're, you know, they're like, oh, we're the most, we had these, all this, you know, advanced military and all this other kind of stuff. And we're like, cool, keep it over there. Mm-hmm. If you bring it over here, well, good luck with that because you don't have the Navy to support that. And at the same time, um, what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is this is all propaganda. Yeah. One way or another, either from their side or our side, they're both propaganda. They're both pushing P here. So there's multiple t- there's multiple stories going on to capture certain groups. So we got our gut we got our war enthusiast people. Just the fact that there's a war and you got coverage has got to keep them glued to their screens all damn day. Yeah, you got your you got your your bleeding hearts that are going to be oh the children the all the children and that gives them their thing. Yeah, it's all a distraction. What are you distracting me actually from? I mean, my answer to that question, I think, and this is obviously like I guess you could say speculative. From a government thing, I think on our end, it's easier to talk about war than inflation. It's easier to talk about seven and a half percent. Right. It's easier to blame this on Putin and Russia and say, oh, we got to make them feel bad because we're already feeling bad and it's going to get worse because of them. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. We already had this problem. Like, this is already going to be bad. We had a supply chain, inflation. You already giving us a bunch of excuses. And now here's a better excuse. OK. Which, like, what's the end game? You know, like if you look at the like the Schwabs and some of the financial oh, yeah. leaders in our world, like they have clearly said it's time to reset the world. Yeah, it's it, the great reset, a financial reset, which was once categorized with JFK assassination, alien conspiracy theories, has the the it's come out of the horse's mouth. That's like, the thing. The American dollar is so bad, and I think the thing that like we kind of miss sometimes as Westerners, we think we're doing so good, but that's because we have the control. But like from China's perspective, even Russia's perspective, they look at the American dollar like this is a crazy piece of shit and we want off of the ride. Which, and not necessarily a bad, bad idea. But it's how yeah, you but, get off of it. That's yeah. a kind of the issue. Like if you violently do this and then you do it too soon, you're definitely hurting your people like it's yeah. happening now. And it's like, I don't think you have enough gold for a fiat system to actually carry you the way that you're being carried now. It kind of shows, you know, right? But we, but in this modern age, there is no other choice. I mean, the 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 non government federal, um, oh crap, the the big bankers, yeah, the federal the federal bank, yeah, that's not 
just a just an independent company that mm-hmm. makes up magic money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other step is to create a digital Bitcoin-based currency for everyone, the, the U.S. digital dollar. Yeah, to destabilize one of us, right? Yeah. The problem the is it, it we're looking down yeah, the barrel yeah. of the of the end of the American petrodollar. Yeah. Because the dollar bill is not just, you know, it used to be many things. It's no, no longer even a 20-ounce soda pop at the store. It's crazy. But it's the death of a symbol of... America is in control of the world economy. Yeah. So you say America, but we just established that those there are people responsible that are not a government institution mm-hmm. that are simply businessmen mm-hmm. that created a company mm-hmm. that said, we are going to produce your currency and we can produce more for you, but... When we do that, you're going to be charged interest on the amount that we printed. Yeah. We just printed it for you. Yeah. And that interest will be paid by your people through taxation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you did not under, if you don't understand taxes, this is where taxes evolved. And this is where more of the money... Like, well, it that system never, ever gets out above water because... No, because they hid that system within the tariffs and the contracts that yeah. says that if you want to sell oil from Russia to Germany, which is how Germany gets all their fuel, mm-hmm. is Russian Germany. Because, and just, just to put it on you guys, not, Ukraine has the largest natural gas reserves on the planet. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. That you had to do business in the U.S. dollar. So that kept, that kept the U.S. dollar propped up for my father's lifetime and all of my lifetime without anything backing it up other than a promise that we're going to buy your shit. Yeah. The system's designed currency. to fail. The system's not designed to be sustainable. Right. So the people that are sitting at the top of the food chain in that system, the entities, the 28 people, richest people in the world, you know, like the very few people. The 1%, yeah. There are people that don't just live in one country. They have the means to be anywhere on the face of the planet at on the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. So like the I but what what is created for us is the idea that Ukraine and Russia and America and China are separated because we've claimed this land on this giant planet, this rock hurling through the universe. We've claimed these little pieces of this rock as ours. So now we're othering everybody but the people that live on ours. When those lines are imaginary, you know, there are astronauts that share transcendental experiences coming back to Earth, the descent from space, when they look at the planet and they realize that there's one planet, there's, there's no divide, there's no lines, but there's this illusion for the majority of people on this planet that somehow there are others than us. And that, for me, what we're seeing, and I think what all war is, is a reflection of a, the collective of humanity. Yeah. Now, this idea that what's happening internally is outpictured externally can be seen in, in the state of war. And when we go through hard things in our personal life, you can kind of take it down to the macro to understand. For me, that's what I like to do is like look at myself individually. Um, and I was thinking about trying to feed a one-year-old. That feels like war. You know, individually, like I feel all this emotion. It's definitely come a struggle. Up. Like he, he, he is. <laughs> his name is Aziel. He's our. He's 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 my bud. You know, he's he's. I'm. If I could be best friends with a baby, like he would be the guy. Yeah. Um. 
which is a cool relationship to have with my not yet articulate or talking child. Right. Um, and I hope that remains. But he, uh, I mean, he's swatting and he'll just fuss and, and we're trying to figure, he can't communicate yet. Right. So a lot of it is him trying to tell us something's wrong. Um, but as a parent who knows my child needs to eat or he doesn't grow, I mean, if he doesn't eat for long enough, he gets sick. Yeah. Um, there's, a, uh, well, he sees doctors regularly. If he's not on track and getting the right nutrition, like then that could come back on us with his doctor. There's a whole mess of stuff that's going on. Um, and most importantly, I love him and want him to grow as a healthy individual. Like, it's my responsibility. It's my wife's responsibility to make sure he eats. So when he's literally swatting things out of our hands and fussing and yelling, there's stuff, there's frustration that bubbles in me. There's, there's, I don't want to say anger is not the right word, but there's this resistance to what I'm experiencing. It's like war. I'm like, how am I going to get you to submit to me? You know, like, and not in a linear way of thinking, but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you to do what I want you to do for my benefit at some level, because I love you. And I think all war is a result of resistance and, but what it does is it, it helps us grow. You know, internally, I've I've looked at myself and said, wow, like, what is going on? I, I realized that what was happening is I was experiencing frustration at my one-year-old because he didn't know how to communicate what he was feeling. Yeah. You know, once I understood the, the whole picture, that frustration turned into compassion. Mm-hmm. And when you amplify that on a global scale, internally other than being conditioned to believe that oh, we live in a world where war is just, it's a, we believe it's a natural part of life. It's happened. So like you said, it's nothing new. It's always existed from ancient empires to modern day. Yeah. It's nothing new, which things that have always been fit into the category of natural. And because the human collective as like our psyche says, we are separate from one another and this is natural we don't respond to it in a way that we respond with more violence, with retaliation, rather than saying, you know, like, not to sound like Mahandas Gandhi, but like, we, how can we carry compassion into a turbulence that ultimately, at the end of the day, is going to be a catalyst for our collective growth as humanity? What's happening right now is going to result in a better humanity, no matter how tragic it might be. You know, it's going to give us, there's going to be things that come out of this that create a lot of resistance in a lot of us, like money, you know, like our perspective on money. We're afraid that we're going to lose it. It's going to go away. Well, that's going to happen. That's where I was going with it because it's going to give an opportunity to create more government-based cryptocurrencies as national currencies. And that is the most fiat fiat of currency. Yeah. My only, I don't know, crypto is, is is murky for me. I do believe it should exist. I want it to. I think it's good. But because it is such a digital thing, it, it irks me in just weird ways where it's just like, okay, great. I'm glad that I can have this money. It's mine. The bank isn't interacting with this in any way. But the idea of like, oh, it's safe and secure, I feel like the longer time goes, it's just not. Like more people wind up being able to get ways to get your stuff or hack the place where your wallet is. And then it's like, okay, well now my money's gone. And now it's like someone just went into my house and got out of my bed and took all my money out. Right. I mean, and and that's going to be the evolution of a cashless system. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, 
I'll talk to I've talked to the wife a hundred times. I keep a small amount of cash in my safe. Yeah. Where's your safe? Huh? Where'd With you? all my guns. What's the combination? Yeah. I got you, Isaiah. <laughs> it's I have ammo. <laughs> I have ammo. That's not cheap these days. No. Yeah. <laughs> Put his Xanax in his coke. Do <laughs> you bring your Xanax? No, 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 no. <laughs> you, 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 you don't mix those two. I was things. gonna say and that's, that's just gonna get a shot. Coca Cola. That that that's 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 two realms of um, one is okay, the other is a big felony. Right. <laughs> you just, you just turn Chris into Florida man. <laughs> Experiment in consciousness does not promote the use of cocaine and Xanax simultaneously, or gun violence. Uh, no, you want to be sporty. <laughs> the way Chris looked at me when I said that, like, wait, hold up, wait, 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 in what order? order? The, 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 this has gone the, the wrong direction here. <laughs> this is the right direction. Okay, <laughs> look, it, guns are good. Guns are good. Guns are fine. People are bad. Don't sometimes. mix them with drugs. You shouldn't. It it, it sounds fun. I'll, I'll tell you, it it's. Leads to problems that you can't overcome. Yeah, it's probably going to have a climax. <laughs> and it, it involves flashing lights, dudes with badges, guns themselves, yeah. and um, people, you know, paramedics. And yeah, don't. No. Just, just don't. Have, separate certain things. If you want to go play with the guns, be sober. Yeah. If you want to go play with, you know, the pharmaceuticals, leave the guns in the safe. Yeah. But my point was, I keep cash on hand. Yeah. And it's not necessarily all because I need... No, it's freaking to tip the pizza guy. Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. But we were talking about it, and one of my classic jokes is, I don't have any cash, I'm married. <laughs> because, you know, the whole illusion that you give all your money to your yeah. wife. No, but on the surface level, my wife and I are on a digital currency. Yeah. We pay everything through a card. Right. Either a debit card or a credit card. You know, or I'm paying through a website portal that links directly to my bank account. Mm-hmm. Like the last time I did a side job was the only time I had cash in my wallet. Yeah. So the idea for us, you know, as you know, I'm in you know my early forties. I'm fine with going away from cash. Yeah. But my one of my most mm-hmm. direct problems is is it's an Money is an energy source. It's there to buy you know. time and resources. So, I, I'm sure you, you've probably heard this. I don't, maybe I'm, you're a pretty intelligent guy, Isaiah. I don't know. What I have my moments. To, but, um, <laughs> 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 this is the sound effect episode. So, um, when you swipe a credit card at a grocery store, yeah. Which at one point. My grandparents, you know, and our, the idea of a credit card was like the mark of the beast. Oh, gosh. It is oh, the devil. Gosh. You know, it's it's a way they're going to control you. Like, it's how they, like, well, okay. Like, Say you don't like doing They're not wrong, saying it. but yeah. No, no, they, <laughs> as if green paper wasn't the same thing. Right. Um, right. So, I totally just had a giant just brain flash. We're, swipe, we're swiping the credit card, mark of the beast. Charts. Yep, okay. So, like, when when you swipe a credit card... It has a different effect psychologically and neurologically on your body. Mm-hmm. Where when you hand cash to someone, there's it actually triggers the pain receptor in your brain. It that does not happen when you swipe a card. It happens to me. What do you mean? I yes. get really sad. <laughs> you, if you had a hundred dollar bill versus a hundred dollars in your bank, which are you more likely to swipe or spend first? 
I'm thinking I'm looking at them the same way. I, it's, it's actually weirder because of my situation. When I pull out cash, I'm going to my drug dealer. So, like, there's a, like... Do you hey, want to share his information in case any oh, of the listeners? Oh, uh, need yeah. to- a- Abraham Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> so, there's a kind of, like, oh, I'm giving you this barter, and you're giving me my thing, and now I'm happy. And, yeah, you feel like you're getting... And that that's what, kind of what I was getting at. Is- but with, like, digital, though, I'm counting that constantly. I can constantly okay. track it. So, you're hypervigilant. So, I'm, like... <laughs> Like, I just spent, like, $10 on, like, what did I spend okay. it on? Bullshit. And then I'm, like, mad at myself and committing seppuku. So there is... <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely do a you podcast. You should call me before you do that. <laughs> I did it, man. I got the Twizzlers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast while we play Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Tom Cruise always wins, whatever you're putting him up with. Daniel Ratcliffe's delicious asshole. Oh, yeah. Scrumptious lesson. Um, <laughs> so... Well, for the average not hypervigilant person, which, neurotic person like myself, which is a, a lot, uh, most of us, um, I, I don't even know if that's true. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to speak in generalities. But there have been studies that show that there's you experience a more negative psychological impact mm. when some you hand somebody cash and. And you have less of it that you get back. I, I can see that because it's it's a far away thing when you don't have the number right in front of your face. When you're counting your money, you see it going away, and you're like, "Oh, balls!" I, I think that is I think that is a true statement. It yeah. definitely was true when I was a kid in mm. my parents' generation that physical cash was the thing, like that was the illusion of wealth. And I, I kind of just had a thought um, that. When you have something physical, like you said, when you go and you buy substances that um, may not be legally permissible, but add value to your life, there's something else that you have that you've invested time and energy into that you've gotten to represent that time and energy. It's like, now I have these portobello mushrooms. Yay. So when you're handing the cash over, what you're doing is subconsciously, you know that there's time and energy that went into this. And... You think about, is this thing of equal value for the time and energy I mm-hmm. spent? Where when you're swiping a card, there's no exchange that happens. Yeah. I'm not giving you something in exchange, you know, symbolic of the energy, my yeah. energy, which let's take time out of the equation. We are timeless. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's representative of the energy you put in um, or were born into. Yeah. Which maybe perhaps that's why we have very few people that control most of the money in the world is because it's just a generational thing where there's it doesn't represent the energy they've invested. So, because it's fake. Yeah, like that's how capitalism it's, works, sadly. And, uh. So for, for me, like the crypto idea, the idea, okay, you look at Bitcoin. Yeah. I yeah. There are generations of very few people that are global citizens, that aren't citizens of any one country and know that. Yeah. You know, they, there's no way you can go from... Maui to Florida to Paris just on a Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and that's your whole life and identify yourself as an American. And those people, those individuals who see the planet as it's their playground, you know. Yeah. It's it's a dream that anybody that is trying to build wealth has. Like I want to be able to travel, I want to be able to see new places and do new things. I want the world to be my playground without having to look at my bank account to do it. Yeah. Well, there are people that that's all they've ever known. Yeah. Um and those are the people that control the company that prints the money that backs the majority of economies in the world. Yeah. So with 
they know that that's a system that's not built to last. That there's a breaking point, and, and I'm talking beyond a Great Depression. I'm talking where this is this is not stable. The whole world falls apart now because we've taken everything from everybody, and people, you know, like you said, like oil and tariffs and taxes and we're loaning this government money and we're going to get interest from their people you have a social security number because you're a commodity to a certain group of people in the world like you represent it's like it's essentially a barcode to say this is the value of your workforce yeah that's like it's funny how um we kind of knock china for our social credit system but we have that without saying it here like we literally have credit scores, we literally have social security numbers. We have ways of figuring out who you are and what you are capable of or not capable of, and we judge you accordingly. Can you can you get this house? Can you buy this car? Well, let's see the stats. Let's see yes what you no. let's see how valuable you are. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much trust we can put in. And you every based country on does that. Finances. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that's that's nothing new. In the eighties your credit score was your moral equivalency in public life. Yeah. You know, how good were you at paying your bills? Mm-hmm. How good are you at the cost debt wealth ratios? Yeah. You know, and that brings me back to the whole idea that I believe that my nephew's generation has no concept of cash. Mm-hmm. They don't have that same feeling that we have. Yeah, there's I'm no like, attachment. I got this big stack of green paper and that's value. Well, listen to Alan Wants for five seconds. You know that's an illusion of value because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. represents something in reality. It's a story. Yeah. It's a narrative you've been sold. It's you, what can I get now with this? Yeah. Right. It's it's energy. It's potential energy in an, in a closed system because you cannot have a financial market that's not outside of this closed system. Yeah. That has been driven by war since the end of World War One. Because there's so much of that. Sim, that currency gets circulated in war. Right. Because the families that are running the money systems want the war because they can make more money oh, and yeah. create more yeah. usury. So the, the global citizens allow the national citizens to fight each other to capitalize so they can continue the process of to reset the currency of the loser. And so with Bitcoin specifically... There is so much mystery around its creation. There is so much unknowns around where it came from. Yeah, Time I don't travel. even know the actual <laughs> so space aliens. I, I think about, I put myself in the scenario, and I if I am offed after this podcast, then no more on to something. Uh-oh. I put myself in the scenario of one of those families. Drive home safely. I will. <laughs> um, that has been responsible for controlling, essentially controlling the world, making decisions with the only resource that the world depends on now, the U S dollar. Yeah. Um, and because they have complete control over it, they can cause anything to happen in the world that they wish to. Like there's for the majority of us, there's, we all have a number. Yeah. And imagine if you could go with to home with an unlimited amount of printer ink and print that number. Yeah. You could get anything from anybody in the world that you wanted. Those very few people have that means that power. Yeah. And that's all they've ever known. So, like, naturally, it's a human nature. I think, Chris, you sh- kind of sh- gave me perspective on this, like, to protect what's yours. Yeah. So, if that's what's yours, and you see that, well, we have the internet now. And so, this idea that it's a control mechanism, that it's used to cause wars, as well as profit from them, mm-hmm. um, 
it's, it's not that's not a conspiratorial conspiratorial that's not conspiratorial it's not conspiratorial no. look at you giving me language thank you oh well, you know i got you isaiah the wordsmith mm. it's not conspiratorial anymore you know it's it's just fact it's but it's it, at this point it's so normal that it's a fact that it should be disturbing to hear and grasp like to really sit with that and grasp that and put yourself in that scenario i am for generations my immediate family has controlled everything that goes on on this planet. Yeah. And the people that are a part of it aren't aware of it. Well, for a period of time. But now we have the internet. So those same individuals are, are, are it's being illuminated what's actually happening in the currency system we're a part of now. So if I wanted to continue to protect what's mine, human nature, this control, this power, this, this means to have a playground called planet Earth, what better way to do it than to recreate a different method? But now, no matter how transparent we get with one another, there's a not it's anonymous. It's, there's anonymity to yeah, it. Yeah. Which for me, the 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 mystery around Bitcoin tells me if I were intelligent and in controlling a financial system, I would want to install another financial system in the future to replace the one that I know wasn't built to last that I could control, but nobody would know that I was the one controlling it. Yeah. Like logically, like that's why crypto concerns me when it comes to like Bitcoin specifically, because it is so big and there's so many A-listers that are buying into it and trying to sell it. And when the news talks about it, I feel like I'm really concerned because the news, everybody's got a number. If they're pushing something and even if it's in a negative light or don't buy this or do buy this, what they're doing is they're putting it into the human psyche. Yeah. And so collectively, we're all getting more comfortable with this idea. We see the celebrities we look up to and want to be like investing in this thing. Well, why? Like the the Chris question, why? And for me, putting myself in the perspective of the individuals that want to protect what's theirs, because there's so much attention given to it by mass media, it I feel like it seems really beautiful on the outside, but it's the same kind of worms I've always had. A sheep, yeah, sheep in wolf's clothing. Right, because the the idea of crypto is great because it is this fantasy that. There is a third party non non person mm-hmm. non company this this thing that operates independent of all our all of our bullshit yeah and that will allow me to buy groceries and a bag of bread and an a one Abrams tank yeah and no one knows what I'm doing or a small child right which is complete mm-hmm. bullshit because it's a computer. That computer's tracking all those transactions. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. People always are like, oh, they won't be able to track your Bitcoins. And I'm literally seeing people get busted off of it. Because at the end of the day, if someone wants to enough, they will put in the resources because this is technology. Right. It, it Once it gets on the internet, just like these podcasts, as soon as I hit that send, that that publish button. It's there. It's, it's in there. The ether. And it's always yeah. there. You can't just scrub it. Like, yeah, someone could have easily saved it, scrimped it, find it again. Like... And and it's one of those things of okay, so is our future a digital currency? I'm fine with that because yeah. it's all it's all a sham, anyways. Right. Because I look at money as I have an opportunity to create things, time, or motion. Yeah, with this money, and I don't particularly care if it's digital or not because all my money already is digital that right. I can turn into cash if I want. Yeah, but at the same time. Those are great elaborate systems that in modern brains going, well, that's, well, this is how I clothe and feed and tend to my needs. No, 
you don't have to do that. You right. can, you know, I mean, this is the the return to the 1700s bullshit that right, I hear a lot too. <laughs> like, oh, you can grow your food and do all that. Well, great. Homestead. Yeah. Right. Well. So you spent $250 to grow 20 cents worth of tomatoes. Good job. We did it. Yay. Which is which is <laughs> which is not the answer to some of our problems. I mean, we're looking at mm-hmm. you know let's let's go back to um, the Russia Ukraine Ukraine thing. Are those people going to be able to plant a farm and eat next week? No, no, they're actually really fucked on food. Like the way the Russian style is, what they're doing now is pretty much seed style. Which I was kind of surprised that it's like they're just taking it to a medieval level of just saying, "Hey, we're on your city." We're going to wait you out. Well, they want their resources. Exactly. They want their people. So that's a like, labor force. That's industrial forces. They don't want to blow every goddamn thing. Right. Up. They, they want to use it. They want to hit you enough to stop fighting them. Right. I mean, it, well, basically my point is you're not going to be a, the, your money is useless outside the context of a culture. Yeah. Outside of a society, outside of mm-hmm. us three people coming here to come together and put enough money to go order a pizza. Yeah. You have to have a functioning society for that to happen. Like we have to money. be in agreement that we all want the same goddamn pizza. Yeah. To make this happen for us to all come together with it. And then in this day and age, I can come in with cash. Chris, Chris can come in with a debit card. And Isaiah can come in with a Bitcoin. Yeah. And we can figure out between ourselves and our relationship how to pay for that pizza where everybody wins. Yeah. No one's paying more. No one's paying less. But we can do that, so it's it's a workaround. Oh, no, Isaiah is paying more for sure. That Bitcoin can be worth more after the pizza gets here than it was when we I'm, ordered it. I'm going to feel the sting like a year later. <laughs> right, right. But this is why Isaiah is probably going to charge us interest. He's like, yeah, maybe I'm going to charge you 0.03% on all this shit. Sorry, it's a pepperoni tax. You know how it is. <laughs> you know? I understand. But 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 that's my that's one of my fundamental points. So we got all these people over there that can't feed themselves. Hell, they couldn't feed themselves when I was a kid. Yeah, they were struggling then. Like, like none of none of it's new. But the thing is, is the tapestry on it is new. Oh, new U.S. digital currency on board. You new U.N. digital currency for Europe is on board. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure. I believe China already has their digital currency up and running actively. Yeah. So the the fact that we're talking about this, um, rather than it is in the context of war. Yeah. Rather than it just happening. Tells me that there is a new element to it. Yeah. Because this is a conversation. It would have just happened. It would have been like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're transitioning to this currency and you're going to, this is how you're going to deal. You have no choice in the matter. Yeah. But now we, there's resistance because at some level the human psyche is evolving to have a new perspective Mm -hmm. to say, hey, like there's a better way to do this than what we've always been doing, but in a digital form. Right. And I don't, I think it's going to take a lot of, there's going to be, unfortunately, probably more suffering to create more turbulence that causes more resistance and more strain so that new ideas emerge. So that I believe at the end of, whether it's in our lifetime or another, at the end of this narrative, what we see emerging is something we can't imagine right now. Something that's beyond human comprehension. Well, I hope so. Because we've been doing the same goddamn thing for so long. Because the pressure that's, like, the pressure that is on, that's the beautiful thing. Like you were saying earlier how there's Russian soldiers that are publicly coming out and saying, I... I was lied to. Yeah. I'm I'm not about this. And if the internet was around in World War II, how many Nazi soldiers would have felt the support, 
felt the con- interconnectedness that was true then as it is now. I'll tell you, it would be easier to believe them at the Geneva Convention. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the fundamental difference between now and then was the Nazi soldier didn't have another option. There was no food. Their yes. con- the largest country in Europe was starving to death, surrounded by food. Yeah. And a charismatic douchebaggery motherfucker came out and said, hey, I'll feed you. Get in the bus. Yeah. Here's a gun. Take his food. And they did it. Yeah. And that's the fundamental problem. You got someone to fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes all the way back to... Desperation. Slave culture. Um, oh, what's his name? He'll come to me in a second. If you have a minion to do your bidding, it's not your fault. There's a fundamental belief in the conspiracy theories that all these evil empire guys get the police and the military and the banks to do their bidding to suppress the masses. It's kind of hard to suppress the masses in today's technological age. And that's the kicker about the whole war on TikTok, because it does bring it changes the element of the communication style to the average person. Yeah. Because no longer you're forced through three major media channels that are owned by the same guys. Right. But at the same time, you're looking at it like, okay, there's this lady on TikTok that's saying that the Russians have invaded two weeks before they invade. Yeah. So the disinformation is just as big it's as on really the live. I, and I've even like, I'm guilty of sharing misinformation. The like, president has been captured. Like that's what my wife told me that they got him right away. And yeah. like she talked to, she was talking to a friend who's uh, an ex Marine or ex military. Mm-hmm. Cause she, she's the fighter in our family and the catastrophic perspective of if they draft American citizens, she's already there in her mind, Oh God, which oh boy. she yeah, didn't. A fun fact. <laughs> if you do want to get involved, uh, you can join an international battalion. That's, a, that's, that's, a, really that's an active thing. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. If, if, if you want to go, if you want to, if you want to go do that, if you, you have you a military can, background, combat experience, yeah. or a police officer, you can sign up and go merc, to be a merc for Ukraine. Yeah. Zelensky is taking all bodies. He's also hired uh, cyber hackers, or at least like, like said, hey, go do what you can. Yeah, See, Russians Elon been kind of kicking, yeah. kicking people in the computer for a while. Yeah. Elon Musk. Uh, Starlink. Yeah. yeah. Hooked, hooked Ukraine up with some Starlink mm-hmm. satellites so that they can stay connected. I heard Which, he, he caught some flack because he, um, he said he was going to allow Russian news to be able to like play through it or something. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And he's like, hey, sorry. I'm not you picking sides. I'm, yeah. I'm promoting my brand. It was a oh, yeah, it's, and, it's, uh, that's pure capitalism. marketing. Yeah. That's pure. Like that's someone told him to do that. He was like, okay. And he walked out the door. Like that was, that was a marker's great idea. Yeah. And yet you're putting your fucking nose in something you shouldn't be messing with. And of course, Putin's like, oh, I'm going to nuke Tesla. Well, that's the scary part. He's got that capacity. Yeah, he could. And and, and that's the thing. I've I've talked to like some of my coworkers and stuff. And and we talked about like, what kind of person would it be who pushes the button? Mm -hmm. And I, and like, we kind of like came to the conclusion, like, It would have to be someone who has kind of like a long range kind of thinking, but is also just like, I don't care if I died. I don't care if like my people died. It's about making that point and then it's worth it. And like, that would be a crazy motherfucker, wouldn't it? And it's like, I hope that motherfucker isn't existing right now. Like we were talking about earlier before we started recording, like I, I don't, obviously I don't know Putin's intentions or his capacity. Um, but I do believe that the majority of people, including Adolf Hitler, 
their intentions were to do what was best based for on their, their perspective. Tribe. You know, for the for the people that they were invested in, I or think. For their, I think, and at, at, at some level themselves, I think for them, I think a lot of it for themselves, and even I would go further and not just say Adolf Hitler. I would go across the pond and say uh, Winston Churchill. Like, yeah, 100%. yeah, you have an amazing range and capacity to speak, but the things you are doing, the plans you are making, not just out loud, but uh, you know, shaking hands with other people behind scenes and stuff like that. It goes to show that you feel a way about imperialism and how UK is in this or how your people are in this. Let's even come back to America. Like the idea that our founding fathers were revolutionaries, yeah, at some level is true. But what we don't know is the whole story that they were businessmen that were tired of paying taxes. Oh, it's a lot about that. And and the the U.S. was a corporation or an incorporation, something before it became the United States of America. The United um, States of America is the corporation. Yep. Yeah, um, we were a subsidiary though to Britain or whatever, and we're like, this is gross. Um, and it became the United States of America when a few a few individuals decided that they were going to protect what was theirs, and g- create this concept of freedom. Yeah. Um. And that, then and use and then use slavery to perpetuate the plan. That, that's and, always the awkward thing so, about the Revolutionary War. It's just like there's our freedom, but the backbeat is we just want money and control yes. of our money. So yeah. like the idea that our nation got here with a yes, like the Constitution. I don't if they could if the founding fathers could have seen how it was used to actually advocate for freedom. I don't think it would have been written the same way. Because I don't think their intention was freedom, like you said. Like, what was not happening was like freedom in the absolute. I I believe in. It's not really a belief. It's it's, it's a thought experiment that I've had in my head. Our ideas of freedom now in the modern age is completely different from freedom in the ancient mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or yeah. in the in the post revolutionary Americas, because I believe that as we sit here at this table now. We do look at each other as equals. Yeah. As Isaiah's like, black, in case you were wondering why he just said uh, that. Sometimes people, though, do not know that I'm black. They're like, you yeah, I mean, what? that's a disclaimer. We don't have video. Like, people are like, well, of course you're equals. You're all people. Like, no. Huh? It, it's, that's why it's relevant to the Revolutionary that. War. He's just adding some extra context. But yeah, yeah, we're all equal. But, but the thing is, is there is no. I believe a lot of that old hate. Hate's a strong word. The old prejudices of the old world has died out. Now it's not necessarily a part of like, well, okay, my skin color is different from your skin color. It's more your culture is different from mine and we have different things that we want to get done. Do we work together or are we working, uh, you know, as adversaries? Do I need to take your shit or are you going to give me it? To, right. give I it think to me? It, it plays in levels. I think parties will use it when it's convenient that's why like like for example with ukraine and russia i think the nazi shit is awkward because there is a level of that in ukraine because there are people who rose through the ranks because they said hey you know this is our brand you know we're we're nazis light and they're like you know we just don't like the jews a little bit but you know we're overall <laughs> cool people like you know we're here for ukraine we're gonna help ukraine out like we're good people we're we got a little inherited bias that we're holding on to yeah we just don't want to let it go it's it's, it's hard but we're, we're, we're the all american right, version guys. of the rebel flag that's like you're okay i'm not gonna lynch you but like 
I still kind of don't like you because you're different than me. And so I'm sure some of these people aren't racist or aren't bad people, but they'll do the thing. They'll do the salute. They'll wear the, the badge because they know it responds to certain other people and it makes them do what they want. It's, right. And it's tribalism. Yes. I mean, it, it is. there's no bigger tribalism than, well, I'm an American. I'm a Russian. I'm, yeah. a, you know, I'm from Pakistan. And I'm, nationalism really just gets worked up. Right. People. And yeah. the media makes it a bigger deal. I mean, like Chris brought up the point. I mean... You can look at, you can't see my, my air quotes, my air quotes of space looking down and going, well, there are no natural borders. Right. Well, that's true. We are one species on one planet that's rotating in one solar. Like, those are great expansion techniques that are used in meditation and to gain acceptance and forgiveness. An undeniable three dimensional physical fact. You know, it's not even just a concept that can help you have it like that's the reality is there's there's no physical separation between here and there other than what we what story we agree to right what what the narrative that our description of the world in our minds Mm -hmm. and the thing is is we have so much space so much resources so much comfort that we can distract ourselves with petty shit yeah like well 40 years ago I gave you guys the plans to build that nuclear power plant, and I want it back. And I'm going to have these kids with these guns take it from you. Yeah. And if you don't like it, we'll we'll shoot you. Well, could there, you know, like, First Amendment, could we talk about it first before we get to the Second Amendment and shoot each other about it? Like, where, like, did we stop the dialogue? Was one of the parties in this conversation so much of a dick? Going, well, if you don't like it, I'm going to nuke you, which is the narrative that we're getting out of Putin. And actually, that's kind of something I've been thinking about. Do you feel like we live in a time that you have to have a nuclear weapon as a society, as like a country to feel safe? At this fucking point, I am waiting for the fucking news announcement that Jeff Bezos has a personal fucking nuke. (laughs) Nuke prime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it, it goes back to here's a white Oh, a wide wing idea. So we were talking about Dune the other day, yeah. right? Dune, Dune, Dune. Atreides. The families in the Worm. Dune story had nukes. Yeah. Dude, stone burners. Stone burners. They burned stone. <laughs> but they, they, they did. <laughs> individuals. So, th- so this is a completely different thing. Like, okay, United States has the most modern uh, nuclear arsenal on the planet. So we're told in the United States. It's it's all a story, folks. I mean, you listen to other podcasts, they'll tell you that nukes don't exist. They're a myth. The world is flat. You saw a hydrogen bomb and you believed it, you sheep. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, let's say it is. So most of the large industrialized countries on the planet have nuclear weapons. And it's the greatest deterrent to to worldwide war that we've had since World War II. Mutually assured destruction. Yes. Everybody dies. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah maybe great. I mean, if you're a nihilist, it's kind of dope. <laughs> right. I'm an evolutionist. But where where does that end? Because that just maintains that that tribalistic culture of, well, you're not going to fuck with me because I ain't going to fuck with you because we all want to live tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to kill my children because I don't like you. Right. Or I morally think you're a bad person. Because especially in a country like America that is so goddamn rich and inundated with resources that we were like well we want money more than we want resources 
which is another Alan Watt thing on the illusion of money. Yeah. Like the moment that we outsourced all of our production to cheaper countries, yeah. which wasn't cheaper. And now we're waiting for that shit to get sent back to us while they're giving us the middle finger and raising the prices. Yeah. And at the same time, what happens when... And so, we judge them for how they do it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. This Chinese shit is cheap. <laughs> yeah, and you keep going back to Walmart. Sam Walt yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have a heart attack. He'd be rolling around in his grave. Yeah. Hell you. <laughs> but, the, but the kicker is is we're, we're polite to our neighbors because we can blow them up. Yeah. What happens when Apple gets a nuke? What happened? Like, 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 oh, there's laws against that. What kind of technology do you need to acquire to make your own nuclear weapon? Well, let's let's ask Russia to fall the Soviet Union when those scientists couldn't feed their kids and they're fucking selling plutonium on the goddamn internet. Yeah. Because they want to feed their kids this week. I, I will say what Apple will do with the nuclear bomb, they will probably force us to listen to you two on it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. going to be some Bono. But there, there's an element of That's big country, big problems. But then again, we have the fanfare of the people inside of the Putins, the Bidens, the Trumpers, yeah. the, you know, the Pelosi's. Like, I believe that 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 group all those groups you're talking about are the minority yeah they're the one percent of the one percent yeah and even the minority determine trajectory of all called all political systems all elections all cultural shifts but we're at a place now where the majority is more connected than it ever has been and the majority is saying we we don't want war we want to we i think people are coming into this understanding that a world without war for me, my perspective is it's the reality of our future. It has to be because there's, got, there, there's got to be a point where my nephew at, at 19 years old won't do it. He's like, like I no, like, like conflict in, in the eyes of children is has a different flavor yeah. than it used to. Shout but I would, I would still say, though, there are people in this world uh, here in America across the board who are willing to take it there, who are willing yeah. to fan those flames, I think. Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's habit, like it's kind of tribalism kind of thing. Well, we are like, primates. Yeah. So I mean, I, regardless I of what you think, we got thumbs, we throw poop. Yeah, it's just going to keep happening in that regard. I think, hopefully, though, the majority of people are more like socially minded, thinking of others, more empathetic, and not saying, oh, no, I want to bang this drum and I want to take from people. So are, are, are we saying that we're more comfortable with economic war, sanctions and tariffs and the restriction of resources? Right. More than a death and carnage of a, of, a, of a battleground. Right. At this point in our evolution, I would say that collectively, that's yes. Like at one point, yeah. we're like, we're going to fight with fire. We're going to kill, destroy and take and for me a reflection of our growth as a as a i'm talking in terms of humanity you know not as americans um or any other nationality as humanity for me that's a reflection of our evolution because i believe the majority of people would say i'm more comfortable with you putting tariffs and restrictions and sanctions on a nation than you sending american sons and daughters to kill the sons and daughters of that nation because 
because of the internet without you know for me i i was talking to chris about this before we got here isaiah i've had a a love hate relationship i I, well i've had a hate hate relationship with the internet for the last few years of my life yeah I, i had to have it for my last career path um it's caused some turbulence um in my interpersonal relationship with my wife as she yeah. works on some healing. Um, and so I did what I did before I needed it for work. Was, I just, just disconnected from all social media. Um, not because the internet's bad or because I think anybody's bad for being on it, but because for me, like I didn't see any good in it. Yeah. Um, and something that I'm beginning to see with clarity, even in this conversation is how the inter- internet has is such a gift to humanity because it's a, I mean, it's the catalyst that has resulted in a world that soldiers can voice their dissent. You know, they're, they're like how something inside of them it's, and it's something that's not mental. It's not a thought. It's not a belief system. It's something that reflects a deeper understanding humanity is coming into of our interconnectedness, which I think a big thing COVID gave us was that understanding across the world in a way we could, our my my parents and my grandparents generation before like, there's no way we could have said hey every nation in the world is going to shut down and stop simultaneously the whole globe is yeah. going to stop moving just grind together to you know like that idea would have happened before. it would have been it would have been preposterous it was unique yeah and for me i think it was is a catalyst you know i think humanity is evolving now now now, that that experience for you guys as people who lived through it and has seen it and has tracked it as closely as Isaiah did, did that switch us from Americans to people? Like, it changed our perspective on how we see ourselves as a group I species? think it definitely made, a, made us more globally aware. But I, I don't want to say, say so much that it was a, a full shift because I think you see even within a year's time, people regress back. Like they get comfortable. Well, back you always outside. regress towards the mean. Exactly. And the mean is your tribal. Yeah. So I'm you an American. go back to that national. Like, it's us. It's us versus you. And then like kind of things regalvanize it. I mean, I think the conversations about war both last year and this year with Afghanistan and then this, it it made the conversations come back up where we're talking about this and not, hey, remember when we were trying to be like together but separate? So like it, it, it create so what we're seeing now is a catalyst for division. Yeah. Or at least that's the attempted the the, the we can go two ways. You know, humanity can come together and say no more. Yeah. Say we are above this. Like we have evolved beyond this. Yeah, we're global people. The same way that, you know, like nations have done with specific things that were normal at one point in time and never questioned. And they have evolved beyond that. You know, like they used to kill. But if you had more than one child, like it was commonplace that you, if it, if it wasn't a male to carry on your lineage, that child was executed in certain nations on, on this globe. Um, well, like now that scene is like that would be crazy if some if that came out that a nation was doing that now, like publicly, like it, the world would be in an uproar. And yeah, you know, I think there's a lot the of things. Part, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that at at one point were normalized that we're evolving beyond because of this interconnected. And granted, it's not going to happen overnight, but the internet had, and like you said, without COVID, could have happened without the internet, but it wouldn't have resulted in this same, I think we've taken steps towards unity, steps towards our collective understanding that we are literally one. Yeah. 
you know, however you want to interpret that. Like I do as for me, it's a spiritual perspective. Like there's a human consciousness. We're all a piece of it. And that consciousness is evolving while our individual consciousnesses evolve because we're so connected that we can share ideas. I can listen to gurus yeah. from India that I would have to travel across the globe and yeah. sit and sit it would at be a feet. lifelong pilgrimage. Yeah. And I wouldn't have them, you know, and I would have to exhaust every resource I had to hear what they had to share that now I can click a YouTube link and then I can click another link in the recommended videos. And I, if I wanted to, I could spend 48 hours, I could as much time as I wanted straight digesting wisdom, yep. ancient wisdom that you had to be a part of a certain lineage and invited in and travel across the globe. And, and like that, that kind of imparted wisdom is something that was essential for the evolution of tribal <sighs> living. And, and now that we have this, physical means of being connected we can all evolve in a similar way without nobody's looking to one the like, master teacher in in a tribe anymore you know like at one point it was priest you know and then it's that we've evolved beyond that like we can go to anybody from any sect of the world from any religion from any perspective and we can digest the wisdom they have to offer yeah. and we can all do that together so we are sitting at each other's feet we are sitting in the space with one another, learning from each other's experience, whether it be through TikTok or Facebook or YouTube or watching streamers on, on games or playing in even Call of Duty. Like there's community that that oh, evolves yeah. Yeah, because yeah. even though you're shooting someone in their character and you can get mad, and you can rage quit, you can blow them up with an RC car, you can <laughs> you can you can summon attack dogs to, to bite their throats out or you can be a serial killer and you or you the survivors of, from that serial killer. You, but at the same time, you're engaging with people. Yeah, it's you're having conversation, yeah. and because of that conversation, what these things that have created in the mind, th- this desensitization to death, which I think is not necessarily unhealthy. I think our relationship to death has resulted in how we treat life, mm-hmm. and in a really neg- in a way that's not for our. It can be good. very unhealthy. Oh, yeah. we have. I mean, when it comes to overarching relationships with ideas of what we're doing our relationship with death is infantile yeah Mm -hmm. like oh it's oh murder and chaos and death like oh it's so normal no it isn't look at anyone who's lost a close family member a close friend a freaking spouse for christ's sakes it is our strong emotional reactions to that say that we don't have a good emotional idea yeah. of death. I think it's a reflection of, I think how even those things like the, what we feel when we lose a loved one is we feel loss, right? We feel, we mourn, we feel grief. And I believe that's a result, not of what's true. It's of a result of a story right. that we're, we're not going to ever be connected to them again. That we're not ever going to be able to feel their presence again. That well, this is where good strong metaphysics metaphysics come into place. What is your belief structure behind that? Do you have a relationship with that undeniable figure in nature? Yeah. And I can see science getting to a point where, and I think we're moving in that direction with quantum science being the the new model of physics that's more definite than material physics big balls and tiny balls <laughs> all right clickety clack smack smack <laughs> <laughs> that's a poem by chris brought to you by the experiment 
Okay, now I, I I'm chock full of questions, guys. I always love asking when we get into these kind of forums. I I wouldn't say I'm a big predictor, but I like to think about what could and what might. Mm-hmm. So since we're on the the conversation of Fun. war, what do you? Oh. Okay, so the question that I, I had, it's always a burning question, especially in these kind of these situations. I like to predict. I like to think what what's what what do you think's gonna happen? What you got, Paul? So what do you guys think is Dude. gonna happen with this situation in Ukraine and Russia? Like what do you think is going to be like the intermediate like what are we looking at here? What do you what's your forecast? Go around the table. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what yeah. I want. I want to see what you guys okay. think. Yeah. Uh, from my perspective, Russia's gonna invade Ukraine. Yeah, they're going to do everything to take back the old Soviet states, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, unless military might, if they put one toe into Poland, we got a World War Three. Oh, definitely. Once you touch a NATO place, that's that's game on. But I think they're good. the poor folks over at Ukraine are not going to be able to withstand the. And an actual focus onslaught by Russia. Yeah, because they that's just a, can't. Because speaking of propaganda and, and the talk, the first week a lot of what I was hearing was very positive, and that's good. You feel good hearing these things because you're rooting for Ukraine, mm-hmm. and it's like you know they, they weren't. Russia was not prepared. Putin's real mad. He's real upset. He had a he had a plan of this and that and the third, and, and all of the media and everything is pushing this way. But we keep kind of coming back to this idea of like, but what about the numbers? Yeah. What about the situation? Because it sure looks like Russia is here and they're pushing their invasion and they're taking more places and people are just stuck here. Yeah, there's there's a resource war that's happening at this at that same time and yeah. you know, there's a there's a whole like 40 miles of fucking troops out of gas. Yes. Yes, just like slowly creeping but ever so surely. Like it it's going to happen. Chris so I, I'll probably talk more on a macro than a micro. Okay. Um, just because I I stay aware, but very generally aware. Yeah, and this is just more like, you know, what are your, like, it's almost like a vibe so check, honestly. Yeah. I, um, I foresee us, there being a lot of fear around repeating the past. Yeah. Because you know, like you said, this is something that has This is 1983 existed. all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, there is currently a lot of fear around war, around what it means for the world mm-hmm. um but i think that fear is rooted in past trauma yeah that yeah. um collectively humanity has experienced yeah like lizard brain and behavior like we can't have this happen to us again we're gonna knee jerk exactly and we're going through a season as a culture as a world where a lot of things that were in the dark are no longer allowed to be hidden yeah they're coming to light um even things that, whether it be racial tension in America, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that I've learned as a result of that about the American culture and really how slavery was allowed to exist in our in our culture and how it was misinformation that yeah. allowed it to exist. Yeah, like there was dissemination since a printing press was invented by doctors and psychologists and people that the average Joe, me, would look to and say, "I respect and trust your opinion." Yeah, that painted. African Americans, Africans, yeah, as less than mm-hmm. as as dehuman, yeah. Um, and I think because we are no longer the past version of humanity that we were, what we're not going to repeat the past. We're not. It's not going to be another World War Two. 
we it, we may tie put a title on it World War Three if it gets to that escalated level. Um, but the world isn't in the same state of separation it once was. Yeah, you feel like we're more united. Uh, and I even if how many how many nations are going to back Russia in this. You know, looking if, yeah. I, if I had a judge based on the internet. Well, according to the UN, five. I was gonna say that. Yeah, you can count them. Yeah, yeah. North like, so, Korea, Syria, and, and those are like party allegiance type thing. It's BRICS stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. it's we're gonna sit on our hands until we have to do something. Mm, yeah. and very much. That. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pre Pearl yeah. Harbor America World War Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have now is this ability to express ourselves collectively, whether you're in the Ukraine or in Russia, whether you are politically motivated or otherwise, yeah, um, I think we are all coming into a deeper understanding of our humanity as one. Mm-hmm. And what this is going to give us an opportunity to do is heal from past trauma to say we are letting go of who we used to be. Yeah, like even if it takes soldiers putting down arms and saying no more, um, or nations rallying together and saying no more yeah i think at the end of this whatever happens the human species has declared no more to this kind of pattern mm. where you know individually i see in my own self this this rate and hopefully some people listening can identify with this i don't know if you guys can but this raising awareness of my own patterns my own pitfalls mm-hmm. the own you know things in my own mind in my own life that have kept me repeating the same cycles yeah. and where those come from. You know, what's going on underneath the surface that has resulted in this. And I think this is happening collectively. I don't think it's just with me. I see it in my wife, which yeah. is beautiful to watch that unfold in her. Um, I hear it from coworkers from time to time, just them really looking inward yeah. and saying, what is what is going on in me that results in this behavior? Yeah, I get that. I, I've even seen it in, in, in our coworkers. Where maybe the person didn't initially see it, but they see it in their family, like they see it in their their kids, or like you said, like yeah, with, with they, their spouse. So there's and this raise an awareness yeah. of patterns that have resulted in us getting to where we are today collectively, mm. and I think individually that's happening. But it would be preposterous to think that it's not going to happen on a collective scale, right? Um, so I think that regardless of what happens um, in the larger picture. I think what we're going to see is trauma healed in the collective of humanity right. in a way that um, may be painful to get to, but no therapy session working through trauma and healing from it comes with ease. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to press into our fear and into the pain to find the freedom that awaits us on the other side. And it might not be something that you actually kind of see until like centuries out or a long time out, you know, I, I, I would, I believe that I think he's talking immediate. I I don't, I don't want to say like next week or tomorrow, but I believe in our lifetime. Okay. I believe that there is assuming that we live an average life in span. Um, I, and maybe it's an intuitive thing. Maybe it's me just saying, Hey, like I see the best in humanity. Mm hmm. Um, but it feels a lot deeper and a lot truer. Like even during COVID, yeah, like, people would come into the vape shop, and they we they, it was the topic of conversation. You know, there was a lot of fear. Yeah, and I, at the time, I was waiting to be a new dad. 
shout out Aziel, my homie. Man, what a combo! You're um, li- you're living through COVID, and it's like I'm about to have a baby. Like we got a coronial, a coronial, yeah, <laughs> a little COVID baby. <laughs> Which, um, in hindsight, all the babies born out of COVID were a result of partners that at some level enjoyed spending time together. Or really wanted to be distracted from each other yeah, in their that, conflict. That hate fucking. Um, no, no, but oh, sorry, I was to finish my thought, yeah. Chris, because um, I will lose it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I would, uh, for me, even during COVID, like I didn't know what was really happening. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew it was unprecedented. Yeah. Um, but I, I had this inkling even then that what we were seeing was birthing pains Mm. you know thinking about my you know my wife being pregnant and the birthing process and us it was a topic of conversation because we were expecting a baby yeah um it was that's the most psychedelic experience i've ever had is watching my son be born i bet it was intense i mean talk about transcendent and beyond the body and comprehension it was bizarre in the most beautiful way um but that all all births come with they're not pretty you know they're not aesthetically pleasing they're yeah. not there's a lot of screaming there's a lot of yelling there's a lot of pain there's a lot of resistance you know there there's there's a lot of contraction like the body physically contracting um and labor can last for a long time yeah humanity has been going through labor for a long time we felt how 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 long have we been? You said how long has this been happening? This cycle. And, well, this is it's been the birthing process. Yeah. And when a child is born, none of that matters anymore. My wife, she's just weeping and telling him how beautiful he is. She's not. She's not even. Like, she's healed. You know, like that. Yeah. There's a process afterward of letting of getting back to some normalcy in the body. And I think as humanity, we are one body that makes up this species called hum- humans. And for a long time, we've been feeling birthing pains. And at the level of connection we have now where a soldier can express how heartbroken he is over what he's being asked to do to the rest of the world, not just to his people, not just to the the people he is being sent to, to attack, but to the whole world. He's saying, I did not sign up for this. Right. They get to see that. Like, this is not who we are and he's speaking on behalf of humanity even if we don't know it he's saying this isn't what we signed up for and i think we all recognize and identify with that truth we didn't sign up for this and i think because we've been doing this for so long and because we're at a place now where we're so in tune and connected with each other and coming into deeper understandings of our nature that we're getting ready to hold this new beautiful baby of humanity and that and that pain will still be there and there'll be still some healing afterward, but it's going to be beautiful. And we're going to be so glad that we went through what we went through because we're going to have a new version of planet Earth that um, is something I don't think we can even wrap our heads around right now. See, yeah, Chris, I feel like I hear you're taking, I feel like a pessimist. <laughs> Perhaps I'm an optimist. Well, the sense I, I'm getting from what you were saying was, and we, and this is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. We are given another opportunity to look at war, conflict, and human strife at the soldier level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're given an opportunity to have the dogs of war put their weapons down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say, no, Mr. Putin, no, Mr. Biden, no, Mr. Whoever, or Miss Whoever. 
I'm not going to do this. Your desire for their resources is not my bag. Mm-hmm. Even though that I've said that I was going to do what you told me to do because I'm a soldier for you. I work for you. I'm your, I'm your dog. But that's but no if, longer my identity. Right. I think we're getting to the point where, and something that you were like, yeah, there is this painful experience that transcends into creation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, rebirthing, born again, baptism, these things are models in our metaphysics to say that you are no longer a child. Mm-hmm. You are you are maturing, you're going through some kind of expansion consciousness expansion process of hey i feel differently about this yeah like i i still love my country i still love my aunt you know my aunt ellen that's across the river here and i don't want to see her hurt but at the same time i'm not willing to go to my neighbor and steal his nachos because i want to give those nachos to somebody else okay and that's the Mm -hmm. tendency of most war like oh like you know world war ii was oh we had to fight this great evil but that great evil wanted to cleanse the world for future success. Yeah. I mean, they had a, in, in their Thanos. very, very narrow mindset, they had a good positive outcome in yeah. their future. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to do horrible things to get there. Yeah. But what if you're not willing to do horrible things anymore? Then we have to find a new way to get there. Now, the question is, is and that leads us to the real conversation of what the fuck do you want? I'm 41 year I'm 42 years old. I still have no idea what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> Podcasting's kind of fun. It's fun. This is a blast. But I'm you know, a good time. no warranty blast. Is the internet intended. is the internet giving us a platform to think outside of our own selves? Hmm. Or have we created something that we're dumping the world's consciousness into and at what point does it talk back? Hmm. It's tuning in. Yeah, we're yeah we we're tuning into each other. Like literally, we are tuning. In. Like you used to say, I'm tuning into the news. You're tuning into a TV. Right. Thank you for tuning in on the radio. Mm-hmm. But we're a, tuning into each other, and it's a gigantic frequency model that has every layer that we have in our day to day existence. Hmm. Except for the problem is. Depending on where you're getting your information from, there is no filter and no censor. Yeah. And you know the filtered and censored aspects of that relationship with the internet. Mm. Then you got, you know, people like us that you know, if you want to censor me, I'll find another platform. Right. I'll just go somewhere else. I'll save enough money, build my own server, and I'll have it there. Yeah, dude. Like I will always get my find, RSS feed. <laughs> like I will do that because yeah. that's what I want to do. But at the same time, I'm looking at this device like you know, the internet is this this weird thing like well what is it well it's gigantic power lines going across the ocean well that's the physical embodiment of the internet mm. you know it's just wires and cables and right. hooked to everybody's computers but we have this idea that you're speaking from that is a conscious third party thing that we're dumping all our information into it was one birthing you know we the the internet was it's almost like the the water broke when we created the internet right. for this new humanity. Now that now that we've done all that, and now that we're addicted to it, we couldn't go back at this point. I don't think so. I mean, just I mean, I got a phone in my pocket right now yeah. that I still so, I so foolishly call it a phone. What's right, it? no, but just buckets. It's not. It's not a phone anymore. 
Like, I hardly ever make a phone call with this thing. Right. I hate when I get a phone call. I'm like, what is going on here? You're, but at the same you're time, a cop. Like, get out of here. Like, I can text my buddy in Florida and get a response in two seconds. I can Google a filtered source of information about a particular tub- subject that I'm ignorant of. Yeah. And like you said earlier, and I'm not sure if it was on the cast or out when we were uh, taking our break, the only other thing that changed mobility and information was the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Because now I don't even need to get on my horse and buggy and travel halfway across the country to go have yeah, a conversation with someone. Yeah, you don't have the power of yeah. Like, And now it's there with a bazooka. Yeah, it's like a fast mm-hmm. lane. Like, you know... Like, there's a soldier fighting this other group of soldiers, and there's a kid with a cell phone recording the whole goddamn thing, telling you how he feels about it. Oh, let me... Uh, this is a random tangent. There's... I, and obviously, I don't know if this is fake news or whatever, but um, there was a report that there were guys, Russian soldiers on the tender in Ukraine, and they were talking <laughs> to the girl, and they were talking to the girls, and so they apparently, like, battalions or whatever got hip to this, and they, like, jumped them, and I was like, that's, I mean, that's wild. They were, like... <laughs> There were brothels in wars before. Yeah, so American it's literally were, now the digital like, equivalent. Like, I'll just hit up these girls and see if they down the hook. Like, yeah, right, DTF. <laughs> DTF. Like, so, so that even is a reflection that yeah. the individuals doing the job are like, they, and I, there's something greater inside of them that's like, yeah, these are people too. And I think we're, even in watching it unfold in front of us, no matter where you're at in the world, we're going to move into a season where we're not rooting for Ukraine or Russia. We're rooting for humanity. Yeah, rooting for peace. Like, nice. And we're going to push as individuals and collectively to say the human is going to win. Because until the human wins, nobody wins. No matter what nationality may win a war. That's okay, nice. so but if we follow that model... Let's say let, let's follow that model. Why does Ukraine just say just accept its old place back in Soviet Russia? Yeah, why not capitulate? Is the idea why why not just say okay, this is going to happen? It, it's in it's going like I can't stop it. Which I think Loki is a propaganda play already with Putin, which is why he's he went from denazification and then he immediately backtracked to like. It's nationalistic tendencies. It's nationalistic terroristic tendencies. The Russians within Ukraine want Russia home. Yeah. So it's like this is about our people. And it's always been about our people. That's why this operation should continue and won't stop. And And so essentially thus brings the idea, well, well, then Zelensky or whoever, just give up. So is in that perspective... Isn't all nationalism a result of propaganda? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that. So, so what, and like I said, we're having this conversation. We're not the only three people talking about this. Oh, God, definitely no. And this idea that we're seeing that, oh, the propaganda for what it is, tells me that we're coming into a deeper understanding that we're being sold stories Mm -hmm. that keep us separate. And yet we have this nervous system now that we never had before called the internet mm. that shows us that the stories are bullshit, mm-hmm. that the narrative we're being sold, that this is why we're acting on this illusion of separation. Like those stories are just stories. It's, it's, yeah. it's like watching a TV show. We're like, yeah. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whether it's an election in one country or war in another, we understand that we're being sold stories mm. and those stories are pushing a narrative that in reinforces that decisions are being made as a result of separation. 
and you should be proud in your ver- your part of that separate. Right, right. And we're, we other everything but ourselves. Yeah, otherism. And, mm-hmm. and I what think about we, ism? Yeah. And we have a nervous system now, the same way the human brain does, where everything's connected. You can smell something and be taken back to a childhood moment. Yeah. That's always true you know? to me. Like you can smell something and be taken back to being in the embrace of a loved one that's yeah. no longer physically here. Yeah. It's back to death. I mean, you know, that can happen. So yeah, we never lose anybody. But like this, I think we're, this is, it's not, we're not the same as we were. And you can't turn the nervous system off. And that nervous system results in new behavior because the nervous system is, a, it's a, it's a new nervous system. It's a young nervous system that I think one day will right now it, it, it rewards negative, a lot of negativity. Negative is easy. It's fast. It's quick. Yeah. And at one level, when our nervous system was in its infancy as a human physical being, fight or flight, rule off. Yeah, like uh, fight or flight or hide. You know, like that's what was rewarded. And we obviously, as hum- human beings with a, a this frontal lobe that's different than other species, have evolved beyond that. And I think the internet is an externalized way to evolve even beyond the brain's nervous system that we that will in, interact with the nervous system of the human being. That we look at the world as a whole in a way that you, you can't not see it. You know, you, you, you can't pretend that you're not a part of something greater than yourself. Well, or that it, you're just a part of one nation. Is it teaching us not to have a fast twitch response to tragedy? Because it's just it's just information at a deluge level. Yeah. Now that in that same breath, it's like, okay, well, how do I respond to it? Well, it's the internet. You don't have to respond to shit. Yeah, that's you don't really have to, to do anything. You can hit the power button; it all dis- dissolves and goes away as you have a peaceful afternoon in the backyard. But in that same thing, is you're so inundated with new information, which is the recycling of old information, mm-hmm. that it <clears throat> is incredible catalyst for human evolution consciously. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to learn how to how to work with this nervous system called the internet. Now, mm-hmm. are we going to third party it and give it an AI so it can respond independently to us? Skynet. Yeah, <laughs> I still like the Bezos and yeah uh, Gundam War thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of still that's still kind of funny. But that see that's the thing. It's this thing that sits outside of ourselves that we're dumping all our psyches into and all our opinions into it and it doesn't give anything back to us other than what we've already told it to do yeah so it is it is literally the great you know melting pot of our opinions and digital actions in the world and reporting it back to us in filters a bunch of neurons firing out of coherence at the moment right because in, as individuals the nervous system isn't quite online or in coherence. You know, it's not, it's not resonant with itself yet. Right. It's, it, it's still, you know, a byproduct of, you know, pictures of your aunt, your, your aunt's, you know, taco bar and porn. Porn. A lot of porn. Same picture. God, I hope not. Corn hub. But, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's just, you know, what dry, what drove that to grow to the point where it was? And it was porn. Yeah. Sex sells a lot. Does and this lot. goes back to your statement of earlier, you know, the quick, the fast, the dirty. Well, it starts, with, for a lot of people, it started with, 
independent speech, my ability to look at taboo things without being caught. And the other thing is, is how can I automate systems within this to make either my labor more productive or my time more constrained or to create a situation where I don't need a person. Efficiency. Exactly. To set the person free from the current model we're existing in that was a result of the nervous system that hasn't yet fully evolved. Right. Like, um, just came to mind. Think about the internet as Excel. So Excel is just a worksheet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that can make Excel do things that are un- like just insane. But the only thing is, it's just like the internet. You, it only has the data, the data that you give it. And the instructions that you say, hey, I want this back from you. Right. Like, I want to know profit and loss. I want to know how much the company wasted this quarter. All that kind of stuff. You put that in Excel, you do it correctly, it'll kick back numbers that you actively can work on in the environment. Mm. Unlike the internet, you got no filters for that because it's all biased. Yeah. Or, if, or, am I, or am I wrong? That is just such a large echo box and you have a limited mind and limited, you know, a limited um, perspective on it that you can't absorb all of it to get a good answer. Uh, I mean, I think you can glean. I think it's a mix. I think it's a spectrum. Like, I think you can glean information. You can gain knowledge from other people's experiences, from data you acquire from the Internet. But. It is kind of like you said, it's a pre-programmed bias that's put in, you know, when you enter the site. So you have to come through that. And sometimes you you get it and sometimes you don't. Right. Like, you know, you know what you're going to get when you go on to foxnews.com. Exactly. You know what you're going to get when you go to Mm -hmm. dailywire.com. then you know pretty much what you're going to get when you click on that site. But what about, and this is the thing that I'm excited about because I'm a part of it. The third-party independent source of information, the TikToker, the YouTuber, the the podcaster. Yeah, it's just a wild frontier in that place, I think. It's just social media space where it's just like anything kind of goes. So it's like I could be a charlatan just pushing yellow news, or I could literally just be doing my, my damnedest to tell you the truth. Right. You know? No, and, and that's the thing that, that I think is the potential of the internet in the consciousness evolutionary thing is, no, I think these archaic, gigantic mammoth systems of thought and propaganda are so exposed at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't take us, it didn't take us a half a breath to go, well, that's propaganda. Right. No doubt. Like, that is yeah. definitely a, in a box, I would like you to think of this way, this how, this high, this long, and you can have a hot dog at the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay in this box for me, and I need you to agree to it. Mm-hmm. No pe- no one wants to agree to it anymore. They want to do their own damn thing. They're like, fuck you. I don't want to do this. I'm going to go Uber. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go DoorDash. I'm going to go. I'm going to do something else other than sit in this box anymore. I was talking to my wife about when the internet was new. Um and like dial up new or like um, 70s before dial up new like okay. accessible to the general public so nine town yeah um and how and it's crazy thinking about it in this context of conversation because there's animalistic parts of our functioning and desires and one of those is reproduction yeah and how many dick pics were sent when the internet was new when which now i it's not 
the same that it once was. Like there's there's not dick pics sent at the same capacity as when the internet was new. Based uh, on mm, the people mm, I've, I, I'm gonna push back against that. There's yeah. tons of dick pics. It's it's gotten <laughs> streamlined. There are people jerking <laughs> off on Zoom calls, like uh, but unsolicited. They, uh, Peter Tubin didn't know. He thought it was logged off, but he did. Oh, jerk his off. name is in the ether now. Like, yeah, I remember so, that you know, like it, it's one so, of those things where it's like dicks out sometimes. It's, it's still sometimes, <laughs> but like. Not just randomly, like, hey, here's my dick. Oh, definitely randomly. randomly. Definitely. At the same level as yeah, it was like, when the internet was new? Even more Where like, I, like, did we go? Like, the, the Twitter DMs are filled with just eggplant emojis. Yeah. Yeah. Eggplants. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm uh, incorrect. Well, I guess the feedback I, I, I've gotten. I think it's just camp related. I think you're going to find some people like, oh, I don't get as me. And there's like people who are like, I get a dick pic every day. But I think that is Still. what I was talking about. It is the perspective of your own personal filter when you're looking mm-hmm. at such a mammoth thing that is the internet. Because regardless of the algorithm that Google and Microsoft and all these megacorps have on you that are feeding you an internet of their choice, this is not the onion dark web kind of bullshit. No, it's not Tor like shit. No, like Google is feeding you. If you're using Chrome, Google is feeding you an internet that it has devised for you. Yes. Google the dead internet theory. going to blow your mind. <clears throat> and... You have to understand that if you're not reaching outside of your normal search parameters, you're not going to get new information. No, this is why echo boxes are so easy to create. This is why Trumpers were so bad and evil and the you know the left were you know the socialists of the modern age <laughs> because it was so easy to put that propaganda out and yeah. no one would no one would buck a foot on it. They'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, is it true? Hell no. We're whole. We're still a whole bunch of individuals doing the same damn thing within a society that's trying to do the same thing, and that's just perpetuate ourselves. Yep. And maybe we can have a good time doing it. Hmm. And that's the the grand illusion of modern comfort within the idea that we're not paying attention to what the fuck we're actually here to do. We're not growing in consciousness. We're not expanding with experience. We're. I'm going to put you over there. You're going to stay over there, and I got my nuclear weapon to keep you over there. Oh, by the way, can I get some rice? <laughs> and yet at the same time, there's a modality that we keep going back to that's the, the thou art God that I think about every day when I get up, you know, when I go to bed to go, Isaiah, you're different from me. You're younger. You're, you, you have a different skin tone. You have a different accent in your voice. You have a fundamental difference in, in, in that. Yep. And yet, in my brain, there's never been a problem with that. Yeah. And I think that is the evolutionary difference between today and 40 years ago when I was a kid. Because I could come to the table with all these prejudgments. You know, because I met you over the ta- uh, over a magic table. Yeah, I would say it's easier to find the common ground these days than it was back then. I think... It was harder because you 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 and I would have had to like go to the same church and believe in the same God or something like that. Right, to really, get there would to have been something down. Whereas like now we could find like you said something geeky, something nerdy, and it was like, hey, well, I know you like this and I like this. This is a flag point touchstone for both of us, and we can grow from that. Right, and, you know, you know, and and that was an opportunity because even that beginning of that relationship was based on conflict. Yeah. We were playing a game and we both want to win. Yeah. You know, I want my five dollars back, man. You're right. in the way of that, and you know our mutual hate of islands. Yeah, they're really problematic, <laughs> right? But at, but at that same time, it's like we've gotten to the point where it's not a, it's no longer acceptance. It's like no, I don't accept him because he's a, of a different culture or a different race or like no, we are the same goddamn culture. The yeah. cultures have gotten fused at this point. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're all because of the internet. The Zoomer generation from every major nation in the world is exposed to the same content, the same podcast, the same entertainment, right? Which shapes the psyche in a way that it, there's going to be a lot more sameness as those who were rooted and unwavering from the otherness mm-hmm. as they as their as their physical being cease to be. Well, I mean, there, I mean, there's a large part of this that is going to be like. I'm, you know, we're all landlocked at some point. You can only associate with the people for for all of history, people in your local community. We don't have that burden boundary anymore. Mm-hmm. That there is no, there is no reason with the last ten minutes, twenty minutes of this podcast that one of us can't grab a phone, call somebody in Ukraine, plug it into the as a fourth feed to this mic stand, and go. I'm going to have a real time, real conversation with someone that's living a completely different life than yeah. me. And that's like, and still stuff. share a fundamental culture, which was created by the internet. Yeah. Because you have to look at, look at our past and, and I'll, this will be like the, the round up of, of uh, the rounding of all this. The 1960s were different from the seventies. The seventies were different from the eighties. The eighties were different from the nineties. But it's been 2000 for the last 40 years or 20 years. I'm sorry. Mm. We have not had that same cultural sh- dynamically shift. And I believe it, it's because of the Internet that we have gotten. We have an opportunity that our cultures are now like Martin Luther King would be so happy to hear this come out of my mouth. We are no longer we are focused on the in. I don't think we're I am. I'm focused on the culture. Where are we at on our world culture, our national culture, yeah. that kind of thing? Because that really dissolves a lot of the petty crap. Mm. No longer skin tone, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> you know, religious ideas. Those things are dwarfed by the fact that, like, no, we've been watching the same Scooby Doo episodes for twenty years, right? And the kid in Pakistan watched it too. Mm-hmm. So we have the same language, we have the same lexicon. We can work from that. Yeah, and I think that is the gift of the internet. And the other side of that ca- that same coin is is the internet now leading to the point where we have to take accountability for that and go well, well, well we didn't you want this to happen and there now you got you know people in neutral countries saying no Russia you can't have no more money because everyone's galvanized yeah. around this idea of a <laughs> not a global person but an internet person. A digital embodiment of who we are as a as a culture. And nations have to think about PR too. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, they're the propagate they're the propaganda engines. Even more so. Like, I mean, I remember like hearing about Watergate, how that was such a crazy scandal because it, it boiled down to recordings of what Nixon said about everything and all the things. Nowadays, it's so easy to get a phone like tapped or whatever, or just have a pre recorded conversation that just gets leaked. Like oh, now, with sound editing, I could make you have your own conversation, oh, yeah. and that's even more so. That's the next level of it. And this is all powered by the internet, by the technology that we have right in our pocket. You know, it's crazy. I think, folks, if we don't have our next episode on education, it may continue on this frame of mind. Chris blew our minds when we had a, a quick break earlier, and this is why this is kind of it moved on to the internet. So. Where do we go from here, guys? Do we 
what is the what is this technology in the future for us? I mean, I mean, there's no point like if it's if it's created a global person, a world citizen. Yeah. That kind of kind of defeats the problems that we're having over in the UK and Russia, doesn't it? Because if I am a member of the whole thing, why are you trying to take what's already yours? Right. And if the and if we live in a ball that is abundant in resources, abundant in opportunity, why should we stop someone who wants something as long as you have what you need? And that's a I think I've heard that, you know, from in the more on the left end of, of TikTok. Of why are you fighting for something that you already have? Yeah. I mean, the history was the Russians built that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On that part, like, the whole, like, this is a Bolshevik manufactured thing. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you, Ukraine used to be a part of Soviet Russia. That, yeah. You know, that was a big play. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's weird that it's kind of been subverted to a way where it's like, yeah, so come back to the fold. Like, right. it's like, well, what, we're right here. Like, we're still neighbors. Like, we still have the same family. We still have the same friends. Like, I mean, your aunt lives in Moscow. Yeah. That's like such. I might a need to call story. my aunt. I've been talking about an aunt for a while. I mean, she's she's a, she's an active aunt. Yeah, it's, it's my aunt Ellen. She's my you know my mom's sister. She's pretty cool. Cool. Um. Well, hang on, guys. Oh no, just no. Just in general, just like uh, things can get scary. Things can be overwhelming. There's a lot of unknowns. Um. Try to remember that the reality of it is. As much as you feel like you're in control, none of us are in control. None of us knows what tomorrow holds. And as soon as you let yourself get lost in the hypotheticals, in the what ifs. um, Or even what's happening. I think it's really easy just to get too bogged down into the media that is being presented. It's okay to kind of like we've been saying this whole time to just turn off your phone or deactivate and just go outside or do something else like you're not holding the strings to this. Like it's you not don't need to know. Yeah, and you don't it's need okay to, know to drop out. You know, you're not the one birthing the baby. Yeah, I know that's hurting my brand as a guy who's just talking about news every week. But like, you just don't have to. Let, let's say there's a bomb that goes off in your backyard. Do you want to spend the moments before that happens scrolling through TikTok? Or yeah. Do you want to look in Putin's face and see his soul like George Bush, or do you want to go out and actually have a good day? Yeah. You want to feel the sun on your skin. You know, hold the hand of someone you care about. The laughter of those around you. The birds chirping and singing to you. Like savor life because this, you know, it's, it's worth savoring. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to forget that. Otherwise, Putin wins. Yeah. That's the. Just stay grounded. Find your peace. Um, Touch grass. Touch some grass. With if, you're playing, if you're playing Elden Ring, touch grace. Don't forget to touch grace. That's inside baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me again, guys. Let, let the people know where they can find you. Um, let's see. I have, like I said, a podcast myself. That's Isaiah's new stand, talking about news. Um, there will be probably more Ukraine. I'm going to, hopefully, though, I do try to like kick off some other news. Like The rest of this weekend is going to be some other stuff, I think. Um, but, um, I got a Patreon who want to pay me some money, you know, uh, can just, you know, help out the fund, help out the effort. Be an investor. Uh, um, yes. Get in the ground floor. Um, that's, uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah news. Um, and then I got socials across the board. Gmail is probably the best way to reach me. Um, Isaiah news one at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'll get back to you someday, maybe probably soon. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. 
And as always, thou art God. Thou art God. Thou art God.